Hi, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's briefing is called Read This for Life. The Bible, there is not another book like it. There have been so many situations from the beach to the high school, from gymnasiums to people's backyards to a boat on the Sea of Galilee. There was the hillside where Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount. There were living rooms, chapels, mortuaries, sanctuaries, and then of course, there have been Facebook live streams in my office and YouTube messages, and the latest, a white Ford Raptor truck in a shopping center parking lot. As I often say, only God, only COVID. There was the intimate hall where Pilate tried Jesus. Why, if those rocks could cry out, Oh, there was the Garden of Gethsemane where Christ uttered his final agonizing prayer under the stately canopy of old olive trees. The high-ceilinged upper room where the Holy Spirit came with tongues of fire. Oh, and Bethlehem, looking down from the shepherd's fields with Jerusalem across the opposite hillside. I could go on recalling each setting filled with memories of eyes, faces, young and old, expressions, all that I have had the privilege of imparting truth from the precious word of God. A note, this is a little bit long, but to cut this up would really be doing it a disservice. So I pray that you're able to listen, maybe listen again or even read it. Um, but yeah, what a gift. There's no other book like the Bible with its verifiability through fulfilled prophecy, 60 specific prophecies about the Messiah alone, then fulfilled in one Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Then there is archaeology, more than 25,000 discoveries just within the region known as the Bible lands. The archaeology piece is especially fascinating because as more excavation is done, the greater the corroboration of scripture. Indeed, in the last 150 years, archaeologists have been verifying the exact truthfulness of the Bible's detailed records of various events, customs, persons, cities, nations, and geographical locations. Visiting Magdala for the first time in February 2018, my eyes feasted on a live dig unearthing a first-century synagogue discovered in 2009. Prior to that, skeptics of the Bible scoffed that there was no proof that the gospel accounts were true that Jesus had taught on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. Recent. Amazing. The Bible alone addresses the big questions of life, the most controversial questions of life. How did I get here? Why am I here? What happens when I die? Is there even an afterlife, a heaven or a hell? If heaven, how do I get there? The Bible handles these questions consistently in the 66 different documents written by 40 different authors in three different languages and three different continents. The Bible is internally consistent. Then there are the extra-biblical writings, dozens of them, that verify people, places, events, and details that are discussed in the Bible. 
39 sources outside of the Bible within 150 years of Jesus' life that reveal to us more than 100 facts about Jesus' life, teachings, death, and resurrection. First century Jewish historian Flavius Josephus is one such source. Then there's the Jewish Talmud, Jewish teachings passed down from generation to generation, organized between AD 70 and 200. More evidence for the veracity of scripture is the manuscript evidence. A manuscript is any surviving handwritten copy of an ancient document that predates the invention of the printing press in 1455. There are 25,000 partial and complete ancient handwritten manuscripts of the New Testament, as well as thousands of copies of the Old Testament, many of them predating the time of Christ. Many of those Old Testament manuscripts that were written before Jesus were unearthed in the Qumran caves in 1947, the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were miraculously preserved. How about the realness factor of scripture? It includes the bad, evil, and the ugly, along with the good, such as good King David, falling to the temptation of adultery, following it up with murder. How could God's words then call him a man after his own heart? The Bible tells it like it was, even though it seems like it would read better if its characters would have been righteous, holy, paragons of virtue. Finally, we will conclude our support for the validity of the written word of God by stating the fact that no other book in the world has transformed the hearts, minds, and lives of people as the scripture. The writer of Hebrews describes it as living and active. Oh, yes, it is. Hmm. I remember this psalm from my youth set to a simple melody, which I won't sing. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. That's from Psalm 19. Well, I pray that this briefing renews your interest and love for the Bible, or perhaps ignites a sincere curiosity, wonder, and love that you've never possessed. Here's my thought. If you take a moment and ask God to give you such a love for his word, he will, and it will radically change your life. And now, here's a song. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Thy word. Thy word is a lamp unto my
Still.